What's up, y'all? You know this is Muscle, and this is another edition of Two Line Music Hut's Entertainment Report Podcast. And this one was a real big deal. We had gotten the founder of King Turbo Sound, Slingshot, the mayor, in the building on this podcast here. Listen, he went through the line on everything, the good, the bad, the ugly, and in between, he spoke about it. He answered the tough questions. He answered the nice ones. He gave us a history from 1989 until present day king turbo this is their 30th year anniversary king turbo is our institution of a sound you see what i'm saying so this is for everybody that's been listening to king turbo from 1989 or interested in king turbo or been to a party of king turbo or a sound clash where king turbo was involved but this one here you need to listen to everything from top to the end because this one here slingshot spoke about everything no holding back so turn up your speakers or if you have headphones turn up your headphones because this is another edition of two line music huts entertainment report podcast enjoy this podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusichut.com What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is Muscle, and this is another edition of Two Line Music Hut's Entertainment Report Podcast. And tonight, we got who we wanted. We have one of the biggest in the world to ever do it. We're talking about this song has been in the game from 1989. This is actually their 30th anniversary. You know who we have in the house tonight? We have King Turbo in the house featuring Slingshot the Mayor. What's good, big boss? <laughs> I'm chilly, man. I'm You're chilly, good. Man. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the podcast, my brother. Yeah, thank you for having me, man. No, a lot of people's been requesting the sound that they all grew up with over the past 30 years. You know how much children and people met their wife and <laughs> their husband through a King Turbo dance? I hear you, man. You know what I mean? I, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure you've heard that time and time again. Yeah, man, most definitely. You know what I mean? Generation, I think, you know? Crazy. 30 mm. years, 30 eh? 30 years, man. Whoa, let's take it right back down to the beginning. King Turbo was formed in 1989. Mm. What was, do you know the exact date? Um, October 21st. October 21st, yeah. 1989. Yeah. Okay, and how did you guys form King Turbo in the first place? Um, well, before uh, King Turbo, I was playing, like I was involved with the DJing business, you know what I mean? Okay. So, um, aspiring DJ, if you will, you know. So um, I was playing on a sound called uh, Black Magic uh, before King Turbo, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had no. So, and where was that song from? Malvern. Black Magic, eh? Yeah, it was, um, you know, um, Soville, mm-hmm. his son. Gary? No, Chris. Chris, okay. Yeah. I didn't know so that. Chris and a few other uh, the, uh, uh, people from Pearson, because yeah. we all went to Pearson. So I, I was a young DJ coming up, so they, they auditioned me. Yeah. And then I got in. So it was more like um, freestyle music, yeah. um, R&B kind of thing. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. and then, you know, growing up, uh, listening to Bodyguard, King Jamis, Inner City, and, yeah. you know, all those guys, Gemini, you know, um, I wanted to create that kind of thing. So you were brought on as the reggae DJ? No, I was playing R and B. Okay, at that playing, time, there. yeah, 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 I was playing R and B, man. Yeah, <laughs> but the roots, no the roots is always reggae. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, but, grew up in the house and all yeah, of that. Yeah, but um, 
and then you know, I said, you know what? I wanted to uh, do something like Stone Love, like King Jammies, yeah. that kind of thing. So at school, I was just doing up the concept, you know yeah. what I mean? So I've been collecting records for a long time, like from 1980, 1981. 19. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. As, a, as a young youth, yeah. I get my, get my allowance. I would go buy records. Yeah, of you know, course. You know what I mean? That was the medium at that time to listen right. to music. Right. Yeah. So it was more like I used to buy rock music and all that kind of stuff. So, okay. Yeah. So it wasn't exclusively reggae or hip-hop or anything at that time? No, reggae, uh, reggae was through my family. Yeah. So I, that was in abundance. I didn't have to buy that. Yeah. You know? But I, for me, listening mm -hmm. to Chum growing up and all that so I bought like Billy Joel and yeah. you them, get it yeah, yeah John Lennon and that kind Chum, of stuff CFTR yeah, 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 all of those yeah, type yeah, of stations yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. get it so um, and then listening to uh, the Fantastic Voyage program growing up break dancing and all that mm -hmm. got me involved with the DJing and then uh, on top of it uh, listening to the sounds in Jamaica yeah. got me more interested in the whole craft so anyways I did the thing with uh, Black Magic, and mm -hmm. then um, I said, okay, I want to create my own thing. Yeah. So walking to school one day, I'm a King Jammies fan, so that's where the King Beat came them in. up, uh-huh. And then um, in Malvern Town Center, there was a radio shack, <clears throat> and they had a video game console called yes. Turbo Graphics. Okay. So I walk into school, I saw the Turbo. Yeah. So I said, I'll take the Turbo. I put the King King Turbos because if you look at the old flyers, it says King Turbo Graphics. Graphics, yes. Right. Uh huh. <laughs> we we yeah. have anything to do with flyers. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, and then me and Ricky used to uh, go to school from grade eight. Yeah. So, like, he's always around seeing me buy records and he started buying records too. And I said, okay, okay. we're going to, I'm going to keep a birthday party and we're going to, and he asked me who's playing. Yeah. I said, we're going to play. Yeah. And I mean, them at those times, we didn't, you know, there was no selector or MC or nothing like that. We just said, we're going to play. Yeah, two yeah. people hanging around. We're going to build mm. something. And this is how it right, came around. Right, right. So the, that was the first dance. My birthday party was, it was a success. Yeah. Um, partially because um, I won the Big Daddy King contest. I remember yeah. I was actually there. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I was there at concert hall that yeah, night. So, so you were King Turbo. So, King Turbo wasn't around this time here. You were just about to form King Turbo when you won the contest. Um, when I won the well, yeah, because we used to DJ uh, at my friend Everett's house, like DJ in the sense of um, talking, toasting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Phenomena one, phenomena two, phenomena three, and them kind of thing there. You know what I mean? So it was King Everett mm -hmm. initially that I called the sound because, you know, we're all over Everett's house DJing. So mm -hmm. we all we all hung together, you know what I mean? But um uh, yeah, he kind of missed short of the whole yeah. vision, and so we just had a scratch King Ever and just yeah. put King Turbo. Yeah. So, because you knew King, you wanted King in King, the name, yeah. as you said, you seen it in Malvern Town Center. The well, Turbo King, graphics. yeah, King because of Jam is, yeah, and, yeah. You know what I mean, so Big. that's a history lesson. I had no clue that's how the name actually came around. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, man. And so we we did the dance, and a lot of people came partially because of the notoriety of the yeah. Kane thing. Mm -hmm. um, but it st it still encouraged us to um, to s probably seek this as a, a way of uh, expressing ourselves, you know. Makes sense, yeah. you know. I mean, especially back then. So the original members of King Turbo mm. was you and Ricky. 
Well, there was a loose collective of, of a few guys that okay. hung together between West Hill and Pearson. Okay. You see what I'm saying? So it was me, Ricky, there was um, Carlos, there was Gary, Jopi, mm-hmm. um, um, Everett. You know what I mean? So we all hung together, so we're all the same group. Yeah. You know, it's just that <clears throat> out of all of them, I was the one that DJed Got more you. so than anybody else mm-hmm. and kind of, you know? Put it together. Yeah. And, but, you know, essentially what happened was me and Ricky played the party, but we had the support from everybody else. Yeah. And then it was just like the crew was yeah. King Turbo, you know? That's so amazing. Because I remember the early, early King Turbo. I mean, I was probably at a dance a month before you guys really broke out. You guys had a trick, a bumber a trick. You remember that <laughs> yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That was the first time I actually yeah. seen that. And what you guys really brought to the table, you guys were, there was a couple of things you guys brought. You guys looked like B-boys at that time there, mm. playing hardcore reggae music. Mm. And that was weird. Mm. You, you never, <laughs> you would never, those two worlds never, they were cousins, but yeah. those two worlds never crossed really. It's either you're a roots man or you're a B-boy. But you, but you see, we're, the, we're a product of of that whole thing because we, we as as West Indian uh, people living in Canada, we had the, the hip-hop yeah. from New York and we had the reggae from our parents. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying, so that it, it reflected on how we presented things. Yeah. You know? So that was big because as I said, you guys look different than everybody else. And mm-hmm. another thing you guys brought in was actually playing music without having a sound system. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At that time, that was unheard of. Yes, I know. You know what I mean? We, 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 <laughs> enough, a lot of battles because of that, man. Like, you know, because traditionally, you know, it's done a certain way. Yeah. And so when you come in with with something new, you're going to get the resistance. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, yeah, we got a lot of like, oh, you know, Turbo, we don't want Turbo to play on our song because they don't understand sound system and they'll break our needles and turn up the amp and all this kind of uh-huh. stuff it's, but you know <laughs> it's just because you guys are the young guys hot where i guess a lot of especially that time there too it was a lot of older men playing song it wasn't really kids playing sound at that time no you guys were the younger ones coming in and they didn't want you to touch the sound right you know what i mean right we were we, we were the first um in in toronto I, mm-hmm. I can't speak about the rest of canada yeah. or the world mm-hmm. but um in terms of uh, high school children, yeah. um, having sound system, for like sure. having not sound system, but playing reggae music mm-hmm. as DJs, mm-hmm. straight reggae music. Yeah. It's not like we're playing hip hop R and B. Straight, like you see in Jamaica, it yeah. was there was none mm-hmm. doing it before we did it. Nope. You know what I mean? So um, we kind of cornered that market. So mm-hmm. we had the whole high school circuit. <laughs> you know, before we got into the big man league, you know? Yeah. yeah, And that's amazing. So even now, so then this is where it gets interesting with your rival. Mm. At that time there, Red Flame. Mm. Who was around first? You guys were around first or Red Flame was around we first? We were around before Red Flame. Okay. Us and um, Spider used to go to grade school together. Got you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, we were battling from back in those days in break dancing. Break dancing? Me and, me and Spider. <laughs> we used to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. yeah. Yeah. Well, you see, because I was a new kid on the block yeah. back in those times, and Spider was the man um, doing the pop locking, and yeah. all that, and I came in with the windmill and okay. and bulldog and all them <laughs> things. There, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's from those times we're kind of competing. Mm-hmm. Um, and me and Spider went to Pearson for a bit. Mm-hmm. So I remember um, 
cutting my first dub, I actually looked in a share magazine, mm-hmm. and then I saw Kali B, yeah. Studio Quality. Yes. Um, so what I did was my friend um, Stedman, uh, his dad had a system, so we went over to the house. Yeah. Those guys didn't know what I was doing. They yeah. thought, um, okay, we're just going to DJ like we always DJ. Yeah. But I, I structured it so it sounded like a dub plate. Okay. I want an intro, blah, blah, blah. So I took the cassette yeah. and I took the bus and went down to yeah. college, <laughs> studio music. I'm a you know, yeah. high school, I didn't drive. And so I cut our first dub and uh, brought it back to the rest of the, the group and everyone, you know, first yeah. dub play, you know, but it was us that did our first dub so play. So who, who was actually on the first dub? Me, yeah. uh, Ricky, Drew P, uh, Gary. What? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't we know are, because yeah. I, <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, because I used to, we like I used to DJ. Yeah. Um, they used to call me Pupa D, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I used to do my little DJing thing, um, Drew P, DJ, Ricky yes. DJ. And then Gary sung. Oh, yeah. So. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, man. So that was our first thing. So, anyways, um, Sp- uh, Spider heard our first dub, and he knew we were, you know, now cutting tunes, uh, yeah. local local tunes. We yeah. didn't have no big name, nothing. Mm-hmm. But he asked me where did I cut my dubs. Yeah. So I said, um, uh, Kali B Studio Quality, and I gave him the links yeah. for that. And then he went to do his yeah. thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> So, but we came before Red Flame, though. But I knew Spider before we started DJing, yeah. you know, as a rival. That's yeah. very interesting. And this was, I guess, from like 89 time. This was 90? 90, 90. 91? 90, because... 90, 90. 90. Mm-hmm. And this was a lot of the boys and girls clubs you guys were playing at at this time here. <clears throat> no. Um, when we first, we did our thing with my dance and then... My birthday party, and then we did uh, Ricky's birthday party in May. <clears throat> okay. And then we did um, uh, a dance at Prosperity Pathway in Malvern. Okay. Um, so we did a couple things, and then there was a time where we um, weren't doing anything. Uh, we were kind of stagnant. Um, before we started to play uh, music, yeah, we studied everybody for about two years. So we just went to the basement parties yeah. and we stood up. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, you know how that was. You stand right in front of the sauna and you're like, uh-huh. this. <laughs> so now, who were you studying at that time? There, Barry Culture, mm-hmm. Ecophonic Creation, mm-hmm. um, uh, um Black Roots, yeah, um, uh, Tree Star, yes. Um, you know them sound the King Tut, yeah. You know, so at Sawville, you know what I mean. So those sounds is what we went to the basement dances and said, okay, we're gonna take the first two years and just study what they do good, yeah. What they don't do good and how we can improve, yeah. What they're doing, so that's what we did. And then um, <clears throat> fast forward, we did a uh, you know the look of events my event ricky's event and prosperity pathway and there was a time where we were stagnant yeah um so it was so bad that we said okay if we don't make moves by a certain time we're gonna pack it in okay right yeah and we're just gonna because at that time we are i moved out of my parents house you know big man thing they don't i'm a big man kind uh-huh. of, you know what i mean so I make <laughs> them kind of moves and, and we all used to live together okay but rent mm-hmm. food has to get paid. Right? <laughs> and we're not bringing in no income, so what are we doing here, gentlemen? Right. Even though we had jobs, like, mm-hmm. you know, but um, 
it got to a point where it was just like, boy, you know, it's not worth it. It's yeah. just it, to, 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 to keep up and do all this kind of stuff was just weighing us down. So mm-hmm. on a chance, we um, were at Malvern Town Center. Behind there was uh, Sip and Chat. Yes, I remember Sip and Chat. Right. So we were going there, and then we met uh, this man by the name of Dane, Dane Jackson. And he was handing out flyers. Mm-hmm. And we took a flyer and said, you know, we DJ too and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And he said, okay. And he took our number. Yeah. And then he put us on Dub Club. Crazy. And then from yeah. there. Yeah. No. He put us in Hillies first. Okay. And then from there, Dub Club. And it's then, where it came along. Yeah. And then the rivalry, Red Flame and all that kind of so stuff. So at the same time, I guess he took up Red Flame also. So you guys, no. he didn't pick up Red no, Flame. No, Red Flame was TKO. Barry Booth and those guys. Right. Barry Booth, TKO mm-hmm. had Red Flame's yeah. back. Right. And then Dane uh, put us on. And then it ended up that Ron Nelson took us on. You know what I mean? But it was Hilly's first, our yeah. first like bus from. Our first dance yeah. from being stagnant was Hillies. So was Hillies. when we were okay. playing Hillies dance, it was a lot of emotion and energy that night there because if we don't bust now, yeah, we're not gonna bust. So you guys took it dead seriously. We're yeah. going for it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most definitely, it was yeah. one of those moments that you know you lose yourself in the moment. Yeah, you have, like Eminem said, you know, yeah. we were playing with um, Barry Culture. Uh, black roots, yeah, and stereotypes. So when we got there, I remember all all the big song them were there. They didn't know who we were. We're little, you know, we're little <laughs> kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Barry, uh, rest in peace, Barry. Mm-hmm. Um, said, so what do you guys do? You guys play hip hop, funky? You guys play? No, you didn't say hip hop. You guys play funky. <laughs> We said, that, no. That's Barry for you. That's Barry for you. We said, no, no. We, we, we play reggae, Barry. But that comes back to what I was showing you. You guys look like the B-Boys, right. but playing hardcore reggae. Right. So I could understand where that came in. Right. And that was the night we got introduced to the rest, to the to the main, the main mm-hmm. market. Because those guys had crowds. Yeah. So when we came on as young youths playing... Mm-hmm. Um, it's foundation. It's yeah. not like we played, um, the, I guess, the, the current song at that time. We yeah. were playing like, um, People Are You Ready? People yeah. Are You Ready? Yeah. You know? Okay. So it got the place frenzic. So mm-hmm. that's when our name came out as King Turbo was in Hillies. Yeah. Yeah. And then from there. That's crazy. The fact that you could pinpoint almost exact day, time, and everything where you, the spark hit, mm-hmm. that's amazing right there. Yeah, I don't know how I do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so then we're going to talk about your... So Red Flame, so you guys were mm-hmm. kicking up in Hillies. Mm-hmm. I guess Red Flame, they were in Hillies sometimes also. Yeah, they, they came after. Mm-hmm. They came after. And why did, I guess, the crowd decide to pit you guys against each other? Or that was before the crowd even decided to do that? Well... <clears throat> We clashed Red Flame a couple of times before uh, we actually uh, um, uh, met on that level. Yeah. Uh, the first clash we had was at the Boys and Girls Club. Yes. Right? Um, Austin Red Flame. And we, we won that one. Okay. The second clash was um, at Pearson High School. The winner, so they had like 10, 10 DJs, and then, then the winner... 
got to play at the end of the year Pearson School Dance. Yeah. I was from Pearson, so yeah. that would be like the ultimate because I've been yeah. to all the Pearson School Dances, heard all the Manifest Destinies, Schick Dynasty, Sound Rebound, mm -hmm. 12 Inches of Pleasure, yeah. um, all those sounds that came up before us, okay. you, you know, um, GQ Supreme Team. So that was like a pinnacle for me to actually play beyond yeah. stage. So anyways, <clears throat> we won that one too, right? <clears throat> and so our rivalry, Red Flame, kind of stemmed from grade school, me battling with Spider yeah, breakdancing, break yeah. to then when we start battling, you know, mm -hmm. um, at these other venues yeah. until the big man clash. Yeah. This one right here. Yeah. <laughs> Saturday, November 16th, 1991. Yeah. You know what I mean? The funny thing with it, I was at this dance. Right. And what I remember was this night, Stair Choice's song had got stolen, I think, the night before. Mm -hmm. So they didn't show up. Mm -hmm. So it just came down to King Turbo, Red Flame, and Barry Culture. Stair Choice was there, man. They were. I thought their song got teeth that night. No, man. They, did, they were there. Because this dance here mm -hmm. was the dance, but it was two clashes happening there. Yes. Mm -hmm. the, the, the passing of the torch. Uh-huh. Us and Red Flame were coming up. Mm -hmm. Stereotypes and Barry Culture held down the East, and yeah. we were the upcoming sounds in the East. Yeah. So it was two, and then Us and Red Flame, mm -hmm. the two yeah. upcoming sounds. You know what I mean? So it was it was two clashes happening that night. Mm -hmm. um, I have it on tape. You have it on? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I I think I did have it, but I don't know where it was. But I was there. I was at this dance. This. Even though we clashed Red Flame twice before this, mm -hmm. this dance was the, um, this was the most important dance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. this is the one that was on the big stage. This mm -hmm. is where it's really going to happen. It's like, okay, who's really hot? Is it King Turbo or Red Flame? So walk us through this dance a bit. Okay, well, at this point, leading up to the dance, <clears throat> us and Red Flame were two different types of sounds, even though both were coming up in, in the game at that point. Okay. Wrestling was more Badman yeah. kind of um, thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, they had that kind of thing going on, you know? Mm -hmm. We were more the girl juggling, the uh, juggling song, yeah. the girl them sweetie, yeah. like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> but we had an edge on Red Flame at that point. But I think the cockiness yeah. that we had yeah. was like we've never we beat them twice already okay so we're gonna beat them again you know what <laughs> i mean so this dance here end up happening was that barry culture and stereotypes they got eliminated okay and it boiled down to us and red flame yeah spider studied yeah spider had spraga roots Right at that time, we were voicing with Steely from Silverhawk, so yes. Silverhawk was cutting our dubs, okay, and Heatwave was cutting Spider's dubs. We didn't cut as much tunes, yeah, but we had anthems that we didn't understand quite how dub plate worked oh, yet, yet, yeah, because you're a year in, a year or two in, right? Mm -hmm. So we played um, our, our um, 
um, what's his name again? Bobby Zaro. Yes. The fuck you. Oh, it was Bobby Zaro. I did it. That I yeah. didn't know who it was. Yeah, yeah, it was Bobby Zaro, and that was an anthem for us. So we figured, even though it was a girl tune, we didn't yeah. understand. It was yeah. on the slang thing with the bad boy rhythm. You know what I mean? It's a dub. It's saying her name. Yeah, we're gonna play. Right. So yeah. we played fuck you. We got mm-hmm. a good response. Mm-hmm. And then Spider came on the microphone, and then he said, he pointed out that yeah. the song that we played was disrespecting disrespecting the man them. Okay. You guys heard what they just played. They just they just disrespecting the whole other man them in other places. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So here what here what's gonna happen? Mm-hmm. You guys played fuck you and disrespect the man them. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna fuck your your wife, your mom, your this and the players thought start. <laughs> I was like, and at that point, yeah. the, the psychology aspect of of clashing or yeah. DJing, I didn't even understand that because Mm-mm. on our side, mm-hmm. the whole place is smoke, yeah. hot. There's about 500 people in there, mm-hmm. packed. I couldn't see Spider. I couldn't see any of the other sounds. It's just, okay. it's just our yeah. immediate, you know what I mean? When he said that, all we wanted to do was everybody is to go over there and start to fight. Okay, because you didn't get that. I no. Got you, you. What are you saying about my mom? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying. What? Yeah. I never had that before. Yeah. Nobody told me that yeah. they're gonna do this to my mom before, and then my girl was there. Yeah. You're gonna do oh, what? No, 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 no. <laughs> we gotta fix this right now. Yeah. So yeah. we were mm-hmm. all I, we were thinking was mm-hmm. to go over there and and fight. Okay. Right. We yeah. weren't, you know, and people holding us back and yeah. all this kind of stuff, but we weren't thinking. Okay, they're trying to psych us out here. Yeah. It was just we wanted to fight. So then he made a speech and then he played um a junior cat on the Dembo rhythm. Yes, yes, yes. Janua's cat. <laughs> <laughs> I've ne- I at that point I didn't yeah. know anything about counteractions. Okay. See? Mm-hmm. So as he did his speech and then he dropped the junior cat, yo, King Terrible, blah 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 blah. Yeah, that about fuck you. Hola. It said you guys name in the yes. song. Mm. Well, actually, you know what? Yeah, I don't remember if it said yeah. her name, but it says "Yata yeah, about fuck you." Yeah, like so fuck it had that. something to do yeah. with. And then does the them board him? Yeah, we alone, we alone. I was like, oh my god! Yeah, right. And so, and then he played uh, a meek and meek with our name called up in it. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I was educated in yeah. the art of war that night. Fast track. And that also uh, it allowed me to understand the importance of keeping your emotions yeah. in check. Which makes sense. Right? You know From I mean? that night there, mm-hmm. straight poker face. Got that you. was the night that brought me to realize I have to keep my emotions in check yeah. if I'm going to do this. See? Mm-hmm. So big up Spider because yeah. definitely yeah. it's, it's a, a good or bad Lesson learned. One hundred percent. That was a classic, classic, classic mm. clash. You know what I mean? How come that clash never kept again with you and Red Flame one on one? I just don't think it was. Um, we were just in the, just doing different things because even from this clash here, it it gave us the drive to become better in juggling. Majority of the dances that we were doing were juggling dances anyways at Spectrum yeah. and all these other places. Mm-hmm. So the very next event that that was after this clash was a dance with us and Red Flame and Spectrum. Okay. Right? So we said, okay, 
We're going to out-juggle these guys. And that's how we started to get aggressive in the juggling. Because right. we knew, okay, you guys have more dubs than us, yeah. but we're going to out-juggle you. Got you. You couldn't out-dub them, but mm. I could out-juggle you. Right. Got you. There's right. something, some way I'm going to find something to outdo you somewhere. Right. So that's how that came about. And then, you know, Red Flame was doing their thing. We were doing our thing. And the mm. path didn't cross for yeah. us to clash again, you know? Okay. It just so, never really came around. No, no. Because I always wondered why that clash never happened again. You guys been in the same venue many a times. Right. A couple words here, a couple words here. Right. But it was never... Okay, King Turbo Red Flame one on one from top. Let's go. Mm-hmm. You know no, I mean? it, it just never materialized into anything um, other than this clash here. Mm-hmm. Um, and on top of it, I think we both knew we were defending the east. Yeah. So we had to repel the one them coming from west. Yeah. So it was too busy. We, we couldn't bother with <laughs> each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? When we have to defend the east, that makes point, sense. You know what I mean? And who was coming up from west side at that point there? Um. West, you had you had uh, Eagle Force, mm-hmm. Indica. Mm-hmm. You had um, uh, well, a little bit later on, you had Super Fresh, mm-hmm. uh, Black Reaction. Um, you had Black Supreme mm-hmm. before Black Reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, you know all them sound that yeah. <laughs> King Vower and all them. You yeah. Know? So. And then you had the sounds in the East that wanted to eat too, you know yeah. what I mean? Like Delta Force, mm-hmm. Soul Action, um, Borderline, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So it was like, we're too busy. Mm-hmm. To, to uh, It wasn't something that really we wanted to do at that point, yeah. you know what I mean? Hindsight, would you guys actually do it again? Clash Red Flame? Yeah, if it was, looking back at it now, do you think it was a smarter decision not to do it, or do you think that it's something that should have been done because it was almost like unfinished business? It was finished business, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't something that we say, oh, my God, we need to clash Red Flame again. It was more like, okay, we learned from this. Got you. You know, let's move forward now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, I can't really dwell on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's just so many things going on, so many uh, dreams yeah. that it did not involve this. Okay, and especially, I guess, because coming up with Red Flame, you didn't see them as a a bigger sound where you want to go for them. No. You know what I mean? No. they We're in the same league, so it doesn't even make sense to go for you. No, and and, and, and to be honest with you, this kind of scarred us. Mm-hmm. You know okay. what I mean? It, it kind of scarred us because we're like, nah, man, we're not yeah. going to take this kind of beating again. Got you. We're going to juggle. We're going to yeah. juggle, and we're going to juggle out everybody. Yeah. That, Anybody that comes to play with us is going to take a beating yeah. in the juggling. Which made sense because you guys know, okay, we don't have the money to outdub any of these guys. Right. But we have the raw talent. Right. They can't go around our talent. Right. You can buy dubs, but right. you can't buy talent. Right. And that's and that's what we used for the 90s. Yeah. We didn't have the dubs like the rest of the songs. Yeah. And we were juggling so. Yeah. And people always used to say, well, you know, Turbo, Turbo, nah, not chewing. Yeah. You know what I mean? People used to actually say that, boss. Of course. It's so weird to the Turbo that I know now in 2019 (laughs) to hear somebody say Turbo doesn't have any sound. What are you talking? That doesn't even make sense. (laughs) But it was different back then. Yeah. Because in comparison to a lot of these dub sounds, we weren't a dub song. We were a juggling song. We weren't a dub playing song. We just dabbled in clashing here and there. Yeah. Right, and it wasn't with a lot of dubs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So Those were the right dubs. Yeah, and and we weren't a dub plate song, yeah. so we couldn't we couldn't and we didn't buy 
mm-hmm. as much dubs as some of these other songs that got you. So no, we didn't have as much tune and we couldn't do anything about it when the man them say, Oh, Turbo nah, no tune. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <that's holy>. <laughs> <laughs> because at that point we didn't. Yeah. You know? That it sounds so weird to actually hear somebody say something like So okay then from the ninety one from the clash and stuff, you went into more the juggling. Mm. What else did you guys started to do at that point there? Um, and again, we're all living in the same um, place, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, everything that we were doing was more like a survival thing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, this is our livelihood. Yeah. It was paying our rent, uh, feeding us and all this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. You know, so we used to play Monday to Friday, Monday to Monday, I should say, at one point. You That's know? what was going on? Yeah. Monday, yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We used to be back to back to back to back. That's how we, because the juggling yeah. thing, mm-hmm. whether it's basement dance or a warehouse somewhere yeah. or in a club, we were there playing. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So um, we just, it was a survival mode. Yeah. You know, we we used this to survive, so we had to make, do the best that we could. So mm-hmm. we started to think of different concepts. How could we get one up on these people? Yeah. Scratching, mixing fast doing you know uh, mixing like a hip-hop yeah. dj then uh i remember back in the day walking to pearson i used to have my headphones with my walkman peeny peeny listening to shaba peeny yeah. peeny on them thing there and then i remember super cat he had a um a mix on the on the b side of mud up Okay. Fresh in the mix, yes, ain't no yes, trick. You, yes, with the you scratching, mad boy, you yes, mad boy, yes. boy. Uh-huh. Wild Apache. So I said, you know yes. what? We're gonna do something like that. Okay. So that's how the first mega mix came about. Okay. Right. So yeah. it was based on remembering that super cat. Yeah. So we did the first mega mix because nobody had no, nothing no, like no, that no, no, before. No. So that we try, you know, trying to figure out things that would um, separate us mm-hmm. from the pack. Mm-hmm. Right, and so the mega mix did that. Of the first, the, the one on the Panani rhythm. Yeah, right. And then obviously we did the second mega mix on the Bam Bam rhythm. The biggest one was the Panani rhythm, though. The, the Bam Bam. The Bam Bam is the bigger one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, um, more exposure at yeah. that point. We were better known. So, but the first mega mix kind of got the place because the first mega mix was like ninety one. Back then, yeah, that was unheard of at that time. Yeah, nobody unheard was doing it before. This was before. Yeah. Um, what do you call them? Uh, no disrespect. Yeah, um, from Jamaica Renaissance. Yes, this oh, was, this was this yeah, this was, was way before long. Renaissance. I'm talking five, you know six, I mean? five, six, seven years before they yeah. even became anything to speak about. Yeah, you know what I mean. So we were doing that, and it's, and again. It's also based on the fact that we were exposed to hip-hop and all that too, right? So we're thinking of our generation, what our generation would uh, be more receptive to, you know? So Mm -hmm. we just try to stay above everybody else, you know, through juggling and mega mixes and just how we presented ourselves at the time as a juggling song, you know? Makes sense. So then how did Specs get involved? Where did he get involved in the song? Um, well, Specs and Everett were cousins. Okay. Yeah. So Didn't know that. yeah. So yeah. every time we were DJing at Everett, you know, Specs would come by once in a while, and then when Everett come check us, Specs would come with him once in a while. You know what I mean? And so we and Specs went to West Hill. Okay. Uh, I went to Pearson. Ricky went to West Hill. Gary went to West Hill. Mm-hmm. Jupy went to West Hill. 
Okay, so you're the only one I piercing it. Everybody else is yeah, YSL. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, um, and so we started to familiarize ourselves with Specs at that time. There, mm-hmm. from and then he started to play his own thing like Paragon. I remember that. Right. So um, he used to come with Everett to the house and. You know, cool, mm-hmm. willing to learn and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, um, the talk came about, you know, to join and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, we said, okay, let's try it out, you okay. know. So, but like, I mean, joining a sound back then versus joining a sound now is two different things because even when Specs joined us, he didn't play for about a year and a half. All okay. he, yeah, all he did was Take the record off the turntable, yeah. wipe it, yeah. put it back in. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah because <clears throat> as as cruel, I don't know, cruel or wicked or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He's learning the music. You learn the label. Yeah. So okay, this and then put it in a, uh, in an order. Mm-hmm. So you know, okay, this is such and such label. This is such and such, and this. So you're learning, watching and learning. It mm-hmm. wasn't like now where. You know, an next man, you know, you hear the next man go on the next song and then all of a sudden they're playing the yeah. song. No, you had to, you, you had to take time to mold into right. how we do things over right. here. You know, it's like a wax on, wax yeah. off, Miyagi thing, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Before you start fighting, yeah. you know what I mean? Before you go out, learn how we present things and, and so yeah. forth. So it's a student, you know, it's 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 a little bit different now, you know. So South Specs came into the sound. And what cousin. year what year did he officially come on to the song and then he started to move forward? Um about in ninety four. Ninety four, eh? Yeah, ninety four. Yeah, because I remember Paragon days when he had like it looked like a red like a red tool case almost. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that had the LPs and all yeah, those the stuff. Yeah, Arsenal box, yeah. All it, yeah. And I'm pretty sure, did you guys cut some of his first dubs also? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When think, we, we went to Jamaica, we went to Jamaica to play, yeah. um, do a do a uh, New Year's Eve dance. Okay. Um, so uh, we went down there and then um, Silverhawk um, is who we linked up with. So we were, there's Richie Poole, mm-hmm. but we were more um, cool with, uh yeah, the next you would name. Um, but he's the one that, um, uh, you know, you remember, uh, what's his name from Silverhawk? The, there was Steely, Cleavy, Richie Poole. Um, um, before Richie was. Oh, before Richie, I can't, I'm going blank right now. Yeah. It was yeah. Steely and Cleavy was the man then behind it. Richie Poole and I can't remember the next one. Yeah, but um, the main selector, yeah, him and him got into an argument, and he, you know, okay, uh, he uh, the main selector uh, lost his life because of it. Still, I forget the I forget the main selector's name. I but didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. If I can remember, I, I'll uh, you know but for Silverhawk. Yeah, before because he used to take beating. Yeah. Um, don't remember his name offhand right now, but yeah. he was the main man before Richie came. Richie yeah. Poole came in, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So, anyways, we're rolling around, and so the man they have the links after the, uh, the artist. So we went to um, um, Arrow Studio, yeah, because uh, he had said, you know, this new artist Bounty Killer, yeah, you guys have to yeah. get Beanie Man, okay. and so he's the one that linked us up with the with Bounty, mm-hmm. um, with Beanie. And then, uh, you know, you hang around, you know, the studio in Jamaica, you hang there all day, you know what I mean? Until you get, mm-hmm. you see an artist that you want yeah. to deal with, or you might watch and go in at the right time, you know what I mean? But um, 
Yeah, so we voiced a Beanie Man for him, and we voiced uh, a Frisco Kid. I remember. Jerry. I re- Jerry, yes, yes. I didn't even know Jerry died. Yeah, man. I, I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So he was the one that introduced you guys to certain artists and stuff. That's it. Not Jerry. The next, it was Richie Poo and the next youth. Mm-hmm. I don't remember his name. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's the one that um, dealt with Jerry, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, okay. Didn't you learn something new? In the first 30 seconds, I was learning right away. Yeah. I had no clue about the black magic or anything about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then that's, okay, so then that's how we got his first dubs. And then you guys said, okay, you know what, after a while, come on. Because I remember his style was very similar to you, mm-hmm. to how you guys played. Well, he was there all yeah. the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And at that time, we were doing things differently from uh, the, the the regular yeah. protocol of what a, a DJ slash song was doing in terms yeah. of reggae music. Mm-hmm. We were ahead of the game. Yeah. So I, I guess, you know, you, you kind of gravitate towards what what is, uh, you know, seemed to be revolutionary at the time. Yeah. And so he used to be around us all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it kind of rubbed off on him too, you know? Yeah. Our, our philosophy and way of playing, you know? And that was, and you guys had purposely done it that way, as you said, so you could separate yourself from everybody else. Yes, that was that's very important. Like from our logo, mm-hmm. when we first started, um, every bless up, Carla uh, Bana, uh, you know what I mean? Yes, original man. still. Yeah, but everyone had the same writing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Seeing, yeah. so I, I got someone to do a logo for us. So then when, and I insist. Mm-hmm. That our logos on every flyer, regardless of what you do to everybody else, yeah. I insist. You need the logo, right? So when everybody had the same writing, our logo was on it. So if you saw our, on, on the bus, uh, mm-hmm. the the bus um, stop or a pole or whatever, yeah. you, and you just you could just see the logo, you know yeah, who you that know, was. King Turbo, right? Yeah, that's, the, the red and white. Even think about how advanced you guys were yeah, thinking. Man. That. Yeah, man. As you said, if this was even before people really even had pictures, right. it was just writing on it. Right. So then you guys started with the logo, with the logo, and then and then, then, and then you start see everybody start doing yeah. the little thing. But before that, we were the only ones up here yeah. with the logo, and I and I insist. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. you need to put our logo on. You yeah. need to put our logo on. I don't care about mm-hmm. whoever's writing or what. Has nothing our logo needs to be yeah. on it. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, so we're doing things to try to mm-hmm. be ahead of the game, you know? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So then even Clash now, you guys did the 91 with Red Flame. What was the next big pivotal Clash for King Turbo at that time there? Um, after Red Flame, we kind of took a break because mm-hmm. that was like left a sour taste in our mouth. We didn't want to get that kind of beaten yeah. again, you know what I mean? So um, we did a clash with uh, um, Black Cat. Yes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> you know a, what I mean? We did a clash with Black Cat. Um, the, the thing with Black Cat, like we met Panta, he's been up here a few times before because Connie. And Crown and Cushion used to play his cassettes in their thing. So yes. you, you, everybody, when you see, when you hear all the food trucks playing a song, you know, said that song, Aguan. That's the indication. Right. So yeah. he, he's, he came up here a few times and we were cool, hung out and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But we needed to do something that would make it better for um, us yeah. and, and the Canadian sound market at that time or mm-hmm. DJ or whatever you call it because the problem we had was when a song from Jamaica used to come up 
The Canadian sounds always with the early juggling sound, the warm-up sounds. Yeah, you didn't get prime time at that no. time there. Yeah. The, we were the warm-up songs. That's yeah. it. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so we're like, okay, let's, let's call him out. Mm-hmm. So what? You know what I mean? <laughs> see what happens. And see what happens, yeah. right? And that's what we did. Mm-hmm. So it caught him off guard, yeah. but he had to react because yeah. black reaction, uh, you know, big up black reaction. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> but, <laughs> but black cat was a class sound in Jamaica, you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, we call him out. He said what he had to say. We did what we did, and and it kind of got that conversation going. Turbo, that was a yeah. fluke. You guys, you guys yeah. hijacked Black Cat when he was in it. <laughs> you know, you guys can't do it again. Yeah. So we did it. So they did a clash, an actual clash with us, Black Cat, Gemini, and um, Love Child. Yeah. Um, and we beat him again. Again. Yeah. Twice. Twice. Yeah. yeah. Him, Gemini, and Love Chat yeah. were on one sound, and, and we were on Big Roy's sound. Mm-hmm. I don't know why nobody wanted to use Big Roy, but we decided to be the only uh, uh, the only DJs on that sound that yeah. night, and we beat them. So that was our next clash. And then after that, yeah. we said, Ron, Ron and Fabo were at um, Apache Studios. Mm-hmm. We were sitting down, um, and Ron and Fabo was there, and we said, listen, you guys keep Clash series. Yeah. Right? Keep some Clash series. Mm-hmm. And we'll Clash anybody. Right? Okay. And they said, okay. You guys are feeling hype now. And yeah. yes, let's go. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, hype, but I think it was the right time. We were in our mindset. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was the right time to jump back into that mm-hmm. uh, because of this thing here. You know yeah. what I mean? So then we, uh, we, uh, Clashed um, heavyweight, legendary clash. Yeah, yeah. I mean, legendary clash. Let's yeah. go into that one. There. How did was there a rivalry with you and heavyweight in the first place, or it just they figured they're a hot song, you're a hot song. Let's put them together and see what happens. There wasn't a rivalry, uh, rivalry per se, but um, when you're the top of the the the, the, the pile. Yeah, everybody else is gunning after you. So they're in that sense there, right? You know what I mean. I mean? So yeah. we had no problems with, with heavyweight, mm-hmm. but they had problems with us. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm so it was like, yeah, you know, they, we they they, were, they had their crowd. Yeah, they were going mm-hmm. on swell. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So eventually, we were in the east, and yeah. east is only big enough for one. You know I mean? Only one king over here. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we knew it was going to come, yeah. you know. So they were pushing for because when we used to play some of the dances, yeah. you know, they had that aggressive try to intimidate us mm-hmm. kind of thing, you know what I mean? But, you know, so, yeah, the, the, the lead, leading up to that clash, they had a problem mm-hmm. with us, and it's just natural, you yeah. know what I mean? Because competitors, right? They want to take out, take out who's on top. Yeah. So, but that clash now, um, with the experience of the Red Flame clash, yeah, um, and and the the Black Cat, that clash there, we 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 prepared differently. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, different mindset. We're older now, uh, more mature in the sense of. Uh, what you know, how we want to present ourselves, and then the poker face, yeah. emotion. You got it this time. You understood. Yeah, the emotion. Don't let that ride. You know. Mm-hmm. 
So that was a big clash, man. That was at a place by Kennedy and Finch. Yeah, the Greek church. Yeah. That was when I think who had the girls with the gas masks? Heavyweight. <laughs> <laughs> it was Carla Marshall, you know. Okay. It was Carla Marshall. I didn't know that. Yeah, man. When they came in, because we were just standing there trying to wool our meds. Yeah. And then we saw these girls coming with the gas masks. Uh-huh. And we and just look at each other and we knew that was it for them, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this was the clash here. Yeah, yeah. And I guess Barry Culture was the, um, they were the warm-up cell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jam- I remember. Jamaican and boys, Ron Nelson. Yeah. The funny thing with this one here, mm. this was one of the few times I remember Heavyweight had stopped playing for years after this. Years. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, that was the first time we really heard of somebody getting lock off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, like, it was like, I mean, you know, win or lose, it's just how you deal with it. Yeah. At, at, uh, you know, at the aftermath. Yeah. You know what I mean? It can make you or break you. With the, with the Red Flame Clash, it yeah. made us yeah. stronger. You know, this clash broke them yeah know, for whatever reason i don't know there's a lot of people you know a lot of different viewpoints who yeah. to blame or whatever the case mm-hmm. is i i don't know <laughs> that's not for you to know you right. know you came in did what you wanted to do and that was yeah. where you yeah we 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 meds out this clash for months yeah and and when they used to um try to intimidate us mm-hmm. in the dances and we just held back but when they signed that contract yeah we just kept that, like, I remember, uh, I think a week or two before the clash, mm-hmm. we just got some bounty killer from um, Steely. Okay. Um, Steely's son. Um, yeah. Steel plate. Yeah. Garfield. Yes, yes. Right? So he's, because Steely was busy. Steely used to cut our, he cut our first dubs, okay. like with Johnny Osborne and Wayne Wonder and Reggie Stepper. Um, but it was Garfield that took, took control until he moved and yeah. went to do his thing mm-hmm. in England. Yeah. But um, we cut um, Bone to Kill, Kill Be Killed. And then we just said, yo, everywhere. You said, from your sign that contract, yeah. you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was the first time we kind of yeah. went back at him. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So yeah. they were like. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't because, because you guys were playing hard. But you guys weren't aggressive in that type of clash no, style. No, we, So then they figured they're going to come be aggressive towards you and you guys are just going to back off. Right. But when you guys said, hey, not tonight. Right. They say, oh. Yeah, yeah. Because, because, again, we're a juggling song, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And honestly, when, I, when we first started, we're all wide-eyed and bushy-tailed, you mm-hmm. know? Oh, this is wonderful. You know, we're playing music for people. We didn't know the politics behind music business. Yeah. And, how some people will say they love you and then they turn around yeah. in the same breath and mm-hmm. say, you know, yeah, this and that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. You know what I mean? No. Why? I remember saying, why do they Why yeah. do they hate us? We're just playing music. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I just want to be your friend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Why do not understand? Yeah. I'm just playing music. <laughs> Yes, I mean. So you had to learn to, to develop a thick skin. So yeah. over the years, battling and staying on top as a juggling song, you develop a thick skin. Yeah. I know how to deal with people a certain way, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So as for me, I'm not a rah-rah person, you know? Yeah. I'm not in the face kind of mm-hmm. thing, but I'll deal with you. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? 
I've seen. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've so, seen. If, if need be, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's just that MO that we took. Yeah. You know, and then over the years, we got became more popular. And took it from there. So I guess at this time, at the heavyweight class, this is 94. This is when you guys are really starting to develop your brand at this time. Yeah. And you guys wanted to branch out and do other things. When did the radio and the record store and the studio and all of those things started to come into play? The studio was more um, the beginning of the 2000, like 2001. Okay. Where we actually had a brick and mortar place. Mm-hmm. Um, but... The inspiration for a studio was based on us voicing dubs. Yeah. Like, you know, and being in Ron Nelson's uh, engineering room and mm-hmm. getting to use the EQ and yeah. reverb. And so that got the interest going there. But um, the record store uh, came about first with um, uh, with Captain Midnight. Okay. Um, and his friend. Yeah. They wanted to do a record store, so... We did a, the record thing um, right at Shepherd and uh, Lapsley. Like, yes. Not Shepherd and Lapsley, uh, Lapsley, right where the TD Bank is. Shepherd and Lapsley. Yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Shepherd yeah. and Lapsley. In that same, yeah. that, you know what? Now that you say it, like, it just brought me right back there. Mm. I said, yes, now I remember why I used to come to this plaza. Yeah. Yeah, so it's yeah. just, I guess it was a evolution of the history of sound system where you have sound that, you know, dabble in different things, mm-hmm. and then just like uh, the history of Coxon or or Duke Reed mm-hmm. or one of them sound that you know um, Prince Buster DJ then became record own record store owners then became yeah. producers that you know what I mean it's, it's an just, evolution you you mm-hmm. continue to build upon what you have and, and you don't stay stagnant right and mm-hmm. it's a survival thing yeah. too because again we're still living on our own you know what I mean how can we how can we survive? How, yeah. What else can we do? How can we hustle? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I was going to school, mm-hmm. uh, working, and doing this music thing. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. that was in Centennial. Mm-hmm. So it came to like, you play, go to school, play music yeah. at night. And then it was a point where after we played, all of us yeah. s- slept on the box. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we were sleeping yeah. dead out. We were sleeping, we were sleeping, yeah, sleeping, and then they they would the next song would tap us. Yeah, so you guys two more songs, and then we'd wake up. What? And then, yeah, man, it was crazy, man. <laughs> what? We used to sleep. That's yeah. how much pressure we were under to survive. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's just like a survival thing, trying to find other things to mm-hmm. subsidize what we're doing. You know. Without going to jail. Yeah. It makes <laughs> as long as it's within the music right, field, right, you're good to go. Right. So how did the legendary, because this is a, something, this was something big for you guys too, Morning Ride. How did that even come into the fold? Um, okay. So our radio experience started from uh, Reggae Mania. Okay. Um, <clears throat> because what happened was David Kingston, mm-hmm. uh, he was ending his show. Mm-hmm. And so they asked Ron Nelson to um, continue yeah. with Reggae Mania in the same spl- slot. So us and Ron had developed a relationship. So Ron called us and said he doesn't have enough reggae music. So could, he, could we help him? Yeah. Okay. So we used to play Reggae Mania every Friday. Yeah, for a while. I did not know that. Yeah, man. Yeah. And so then the other songs like, yeah. Ron, how come you always have King Turbo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know how it goes already. Somebody's going to jump you know up and I mean? say something. So then he started to feature other songs, but we were the first ones to play Reggae Mania. I didn't know that. Yeah, man. Yeah. And so we had that experience from there. Mm-hmm. And then with, um, with uh, The Morning Ride, what happened was we, uh, Blue, rest mm-hmm. in peace, Blue, yep. um, had linked specs with uh, uh, one of uh, one of the people at the radio station that yeah. was doing a radio show. So we became part of a, what we call a side three show. I remember that. At I nighttime. do remember, yep. Seeing. And then um, uh, uh, the programmer, the program director uh, was saying, you know what? How about you guys do your own yeah. show? in okay. the morning yeah. and we're like man because we're night people you know what i'm saying we're like morning yeah who's gonna listen to like this in the morning you know what i mean it's just and then so we took we took the reins and then we uh morning ride started in 98 98 it started eh? mm-hmm. so but we were doing radio from the side three show yeah and then we're doing Ron Nelson, so you know what I mean. But, uh, but um, your own two feet standing up doing your own thing was nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, ninety eight. That's, that's serious. And then at that time, we brought the dancehall element to the radio station. So before we, st- <laughs> just like the sounds, yeah, there were radio personalities that didn't want us there. For real, yeah, these guys are not radio personalities. <laughs> They're DJs, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> because. We had the rawness, mm-hmm. you know, and the jokes and all that kind of stuff. And we had the sound effects. Yeah. They didn't have sound effects back then. That wasn't no, part of the... No, that wasn't part of it. We had the sound effect machine yeah. going on, echo. Yeah. We're doing all sorts of stuff on the radio. Again, finding out ways to be ahead of the game. Yeah. But it came natural at that point, you know what I mean? So we're getting fight from radio personalities <laughs> I mean, a lot of people wouldn't know how in-depth yeah. this really is people think oh we've seen king terrible for 30 years you guys must have been being all right but a lot of people don't know behind the scenes no man no yeah. man with pure fight i give thanks for that you know what i mean because it made us stronger still mm-hmm. but a pure fight yeah from radio to sound man you know what i mean we were the target because yeah. we were the top sound at First, we were the top song in the East, mm-hmm. then top song in Toronto, mm-hmm. and then we became the top song in Canada. Canada. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's natural but stressful, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> A lot of people don't know what it means to really be on top. And, and to I maintain. Mean, mm-hmm. That's Getting there is one thing. Maintaining or doing something, that's mm-hmm. a completely different ballgame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did the radio change or enhance you guys' career? Well... It it gave us a it gave us a medium that people that would not consider going to one of our dances mm-hmm. they had an had that, but heard about us yeah had an opportunity to hear what we we're about and oh okay these guys are sounds professional they're not as or, you know raka taka taka yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> as you would think yeah in 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 that sense so the professionals. The lawyers, the doctors, the nurses, the people, the farm work. The, the, I remember one time a man called in from some farm place um, saying that he played morning ride to his cows every Why? every Monday. I'm like, boy, that's crazy. Yeah, But, you know, it's just the strength of yeah. what it meant to him like, to play for your cows. Yeah. I don't know what it's going to do, but you know what I mean? But the fact that somebody thought that they could do that yeah. just seemed like, Okay, and and 
it 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 also gave us an uh, an, an alt, alt, alternate avenue to express ourselves yeah because in the dance hall it's a certain you know certain box yeah you know wall up your hand you know wave from you don't do this from yeah. you do that you know babylon system yeah. and rare you know there's what I mean? a top 10 topics that you could draw from any time you right. know you're gonna get right. a forward from any one of those 10 topics and you don't really yeah. sit down and talk to people yeah in a certain way and reason with people more so unless something really happened yeah. you know yeah. what i mean so being on the radio we we had an opportunity to actually speak okay and um talk about certain issues mm -hmm. you know what i mean so it put it allowed us to release some of that energy and it allowed people that wouldn't be receptive to it or didn't understand us beyond what they heard yeah uh receive what we're doing you know what i mean so it opened up a lot professionally yeah, for sure mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because i think that was when being on the radio was when you won the award certified gold or you, platinum for the uh gold yes yeah, so being on the radio um, gave us a lot of connections, too. Mm -hmm. I, uh, so the, the, the certified gold was uh, for the Chant Down Babylon album. So Universal Records gave us a plaque. Yeah. Because uh, the Chant Down Babylon album, they were listening to the radio station, mm -hmm. and they figured, I guess, we would be the best avenue yeah. to push that album. To feature that one there. So they brought us the whole album on dub plate. Mm -hmm. Right, so we were the first ones in Canada to ever play that album, yeah. Chant Down Babylon album. Yeah, we were the first ones that's in Canada. The, if, in case a lot of people aren't familiar, that's the Bob Marley album. Lauren, Bob Marley, Lauren Hill, mm -hmm. Bob Marley, um, uh, uh, Buster Rhyme, Bob Marley. Um, so they basically they took Bob Marley's vocals and added new artists to it, and it was mostly almost like a hip-hop-y, R&B type of feel to yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we were the first DJs in Canada to, to have that album. And through the radio program, mm -hmm. we um, we pushed that album. And Universal thought that because of our efforts, it allowed them to sell over 50,000 units. And so they came to the radio station one day yeah. with a gold plaque to give us, to congratulate us for our efforts in pushing that album. Crazy. Yeah, man. You ever thought you would, uh, you're not an artist per se, but you ever thought you would win a plaque for something like that ever? <sighs> no. Yeah. Not, when I, was at, not when, it was, when I was at Pearson dreaming about being a DJ. None yeah. of these, like, I mean, meeting artists that... I only heard yeah. on wax or my dad played, you know, like uh, the whole experience mm -hmm. in itself. I would, you know, I would never have guessed yeah. it would have reached to that point. You know what I mean? But going through the journey now, you know, you kind of know what you're capable of doing, mm -hmm. you know, and, and you know what your value is. You kind of understand things a little bit more in your power, you mm -hmm. know? And, and yeah, you know, it was it was definitely a, a high point. It's a it's a blessing as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just to solidify what our role mm -hmm. is important, and yes. we're making a difference in some some way. You know, on a real big scale. Mm. But you see, this is where it almost gets really interesting because while you guys are excelling on radio, mm -hmm. the dance hall where you guys are coming from is kind of lashing out per se. Some of the sound guys are lashing out because they're figuring you guys are now commercial. Yeah, well, you see that—that's that—that's a history of 
staying in the streets yeah. or being commercial <laughs> like what what is it like yeah. you you don't feel happy you feel happy when someone's in the street struggling but yeah. When when they're when they're successful in a certain way, it's like oh the man them rare. Yeah. The same thing they did to Bob Marley. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's praising Bob Marley and all this king of reggae music. But yeah. when Bob Marley was was doing his thing, yeah. Jamaica was burning him out. Okay. Right? Yeah. Oh the man them Bob Ton, you know what I mean? Funky From funky yeah, yeah thing there, you know what I mean? Like while deep down the ghetto they're playing, you know, um whoever is the popping yeah. mighty diamonds or whatever. Um, you write a big youth and then Monday, I control that part of it, and Bob Marley's gone pop. Yeah, it's 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 Sean Paul. Yeah, it's, same thing. Same thing. It ain't no different. Yeah, but at the same time, we got so we became so popular, mm-hmm. and it, we were a threat to a lot of the sounds, mm-hmm. and so they formed a, a coalition to stop us. From playing. What? Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> the, fight, the fight was real, man. And what was it that they were, when you say formed a coalition, like they wanted to ban you guys from playing certain places, or what was the whole premise of this coalition? Yeah, it was just basically these sounds play together. Yeah. And, you know, when they said they wanted to hire King Turbo because we were hot. Mm-hmm. At, you know, we were the, the sound. Yeah. They said, no, they're not playing or they're not using their sound system or whatever the case is. Yeah. So it was, it was about four or five of them that yeah. I knew about that um, made sure we weren't playing. And then they, they, uh, the police, mm-hmm. at that time you had Just Desserts situation going yes. on. Um, so the police were cracking down on the, the dance mm-hmm. and. Just like everything else, who is the leading king of the dance hall? <laughs> so you guys so, again. So they were cracking, they yeah. were stopping any dances that we were part of. So this is when, because a lot of people don't know, because a lot of people nowadays, they hear dance hall and reggae in clubs, but they don't realize that you guys were the ones that really introduced it that way to the club. So I guess at this time, they were stopping the downtown dates or they were stopping the uptown dates? Um, well... The, the 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 dance hall like the yeah. the 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 groundation of it you yeah. know what I mean, um, in terms of what you were mentioning about the uh, uptown or the the downtown situation, yeah, I remember when we first started to play the clubs, mm-hmm. um, the, the real yeah. reggae songs yeah. were saying, <laughs> you guys water it down, you guys sell out, you guys start playing clubs, but. Look at it now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now reggae in clubs is... When we played... I remember our first dance in a club. And we, they put us on. The, the owners, the club owner said, No, I, I want red wine yeah. and Bob Marley. <laughs> See it? <laughs> so the promoter came to us and said, This is what the, the, the club owner wants. Yeah. We just totally ignored it. <laughs> and we just beat you and yeah. keep a tana and thing there. You know yeah. what I mean? Ooh, the ship I mean. Of course. All them tuna, you know what I mean? And we just beat it. Yeah. And then what happened was our our crowd from from east yeah. went downtown to see us play downtown. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when the bar was selling out, yeah. the promo- the owner started to say, okay, yeah, you know, yeah, you, you yeah. play whatever Different you story. want. Yeah, Different play whatever story. you want. You know what I mean? <laughs> Different so story now. We, we opened up the door for the sounds yeah. now mm-hmm. to play downtown because that was unheard of back then. You take risks. 100%. You take risks. Mm-hmm. 
um, being being ahead of the game in that sense. You take risks. You, you're gonna get you're gonna get the uh, backlash regardless. Mm-hmm. But the big picture is. <sighs> It's the it's it's your people, it's your fans that you really have to concentrate on versus what next a next song man is saying, you know yeah. what I mean? But yeah, we were kind of um soft on the the groundation of it because we're getting a fight from both police and other sound man. It was crazy, man. What you guys have been through mm-hmm. A lot of people on the outside have no idea because half, three quarters of what you're saying to me right now, I had no clue. Okay, yeah, you heard the whispers about being on the radio. They mm-hmm. didn't want you back in the basement parties. Mm-hmm. You heard that, but you didn't really know that, okay, now now the police got involved. This We didn't know it got that serious after Yeah, man, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. So because they tried to stop us that way, we couldn't do anything about the police. Yeah. You know, they're going to do what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but the sound on them. It, it 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 came to where we were not happy go lucky but you know everyone be friends yeah. kind of thing to a more aggressive King Turbo where now we're gonna be aggressive yeah. and 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 deal with people in a certain you, way. Your you know? back is against the wall now. So right. then we it's either we're gonna we're gonna swim or we're gonna sink at this right. point. There's no. We know the business now. Mm-hmm. We know the politics. Mm-hmm. We know how it works. So what are we going to do? How right. are we going to react to the situation that right. we're in? Right. So every, the way we saw it was everybody was against us. Yeah. All the sound man, them, were against us. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to put it on them. You yeah. know what I mean? So that's where the reaches wow, wow, went out the window. <laughs> and it was more like, you yeah. know. Hardcore. Hardcore. Yeah. Boy, you know what I mean? And who was the first one to really, who did, was that when, could we say this was around the clash with you and Black Reaction that was around that time there? Um, that we started to really go hard. It was it was the heavyweight clash. It was from the heavyweight clash. Yeah, we yeah. started to go hard with the heavyweight clash kind of thing. Because if, if you if you listen to um, the Red Flame clash versus the heavyweight clash, it was more, we were more raw. While uh, heavyweight was, yeah. you know, kind of semi, I was saying, yeah. you know what I mean? Now select yeah. that kind of thing. You know what nope. I mean? We weren't dealing with that kind of <laughs> nope. stuff because we understood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it that was a performance. Mm-hmm. But the attitude now yeah. of, you know, you guys are against us. We're going to fight you guys back yeah. came when the, the song man them did their little box us out yeah. thing. And the police was, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it was more. So now we're, it's, this is our food. Yeah. This is what we live on. It's not like we had we a night on the side. Yeah, no, we lived on this. Mm-hmm. We paid our rent. Yeah, we ate. We bought records on music because we believed in mm-hmm. what we were doing, thinking that we were different from another. We were different from a, a, a lot of other sounds, and yeah. that we actually had something to offer the world. Yeah, it wasn't like you know everyone's dreaming of being big and whatever, and everyone in their mind think okay they're the greatest thing or just give me a chance and i'll be the greatest thing we it manifests in us you know what i mean you guys showed it instead of just thinking it it really came hey, right so it was like who you're talking this is our work mm-hmm. i get up in the morning yeah. i mix yeah i practice mixing then we talk about music afternoon mix make cd or not cd tape yeah mix 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 mm-hmm. put this mix mix practice mix talk yeah. Everything, so you were living it. Everything was 100%. music. 100%. Everything was yeah. music. You know what I mean? Everything. Yeah. 
because we all live together, mm-hmm. right? So we got up, music, 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 and then we go out and execute what we're talking about. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it was it was that type of militancy, mm-hmm. if you want to call it that. You know, so it, yeah. So back to the survival. Mm-hmm. These guys are playing with our food, so we had to um, become aggressive it was more it was there was no more peace and love yeah. thing going on you know <laughs> no more mr nice guy. no 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 yeah mm. that's where everything started to get serious now yeah as i said i brought up the black reaction clash that's another big one in you guys catalog but it's it's some people say yes some people say no some people say king turbo won. some people say king turbo didn't win Walk us through that clash here. How did that clash even come around? It's, you know what? It was eventually going to happen, man. Yeah. You know, between <laughs> Super Fresh and Black Reaction, there was uh-huh. no way to escape that. Mm. You know, um, we took the clash, and then uh, at the <laughs> that was a crazy time, man, yeah. because then at that point, Specs went off to do his own thing. Okay. And then uh, Ricky got in some trouble. Yes, I remember. So I was by myself. We had, When we had accepted the clash, everything yeah. was fine. Mm-hmm. I had The elements were all there. Yeah. We signed the contract. The elements disappear. So it was me by myself. Yeah. I called Ron. I said, Ron, mm-hmm. I can't do the clash. It's yeah. only me by myself. Ron yeah. said, oh, you signed the contract, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. So I was left have to to deal with this black reaction clash yeah. by myself with the, well obviously with the help of um Sessa and BG and then Monday yeah. but they didn't play the song but as in somebody that has to stand up around the sound and do something yeah you were the only one left I was standing uh, yeah mm-hmm. and then gradually specs came around mm-hmm. and he helped me out that night yeah seeing we were in jungle yeah in jungle uh-huh in black reactions territory mm-hmm. right our East End people, that's one thing about Clash, our mm-hmm. uh, people from the East always yeah. followed us. Mm-hmm. And we went in there, yeah. Black Reaction had more tunes than us. At that time there? What? <laughs> what? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Them, them man, they were stacked. Yeah. Imagine. I didn't, have, I didn't have tunes like that, man. We didn't have tunes like that. At that I, point there? Nah, man. I could tell you one thing. We went to Jamaica. We played a dance in Jamaica with, with um, I'll get back to that, yeah. Clash. We, went, we played a dance in Jamaica, um, it was us, um, Exodus Nuclear, mm-hmm. and um, what's the next song? Exodus Nuclear about. and uh, Space Invader. Was this Space Invader? Star Wars or something like that? A road star? No, no, yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. Um, from we're in uh, Saint Thomas, Saint yes. Thomas More. That song you're talking about Moran's was around Bay. for a hot, just like about a year or two, and disappeared. Yeah, we we're yeah. Moran's Bay yes. playing. And so when we took out our records, everyone has their own table. Mm-hmm. We had one Transco box. Right? <laughs> and if you know, the Transco box is this thin. <laughs> when when yeah. when um, Exodus took out their, their dubs, mm-hmm. it, it, the only good thing is that yeah. we played with Exodus a couple of times here in Canada. Okay. So they were cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> we knew them because we played here and in Montreal yeah. with them and we did a tour with them. Mm-hmm. So they were good. But in Jamaica, they took out two tables. Yeah. Dubs, 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 stack, stack, stack. We're looking at each other, we're like, blood clap. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, 
we had a transco box under the transco box yeah. inside the transco box mm-hmm. couple of 45s <laughs> to, to beef up the box <laughs> 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 so I'm saying, yeah, I remember that box is thin already, you know. <laughs> we had a couple 45s to go yeah. and beef up the box. Yeah. There was a debate with, I guess, was, you know, people that come to the dance early to string up or whatever. Yeah. They were behind us saying, that's their dub, like we are 12 inch box. They yeah. said, they were saying, they're arguing between each other. Yeah. That's their dub box. Yeah. No, man. That's their 12 inch. No, that's their dub box. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when when Exodus was stringing up and tweaking the song, mm-hmm. you know what song they played as yeah. their as their <laughs> tweak? <laughs> they played Brian Tony Gold uh? on Far East dub plate singing Bullseye, mm. tweaking up and fixing up the highs and the mids. And, I remember and, that's a massive song at that time there. On know? dub. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. You know what I mean? So we've never had dubs. Yeah. To that extent. Okay. And we've been surviving. Mm-hmm. Seeing? Um, so anyways, with the Black Reaction Clash, they had way more songs yeah. than us. Way more. Yeah. They were the next generation of sound, yes. which they came up with like the Addis and mm-hmm. Jaro and the Bass Super Addis. songs. That's what I yeah. call them. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They were super fresh Black Reaction. They had a bag of tunes like mm-hmm. f- 5 Million Born to Killers and Beanie Men's and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Then you had Digital. You know what I mean? So it was just like... Yeah. Man, how do we survive with that? And and then the survival instincts come mm-hmm. in again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's all these battles that we had faced, um, we had to bring it, take that, whatever that is yeah. in yourself to survive that moment. Mm-hmm. Because you know, well, the thinking that I had at that time is if you lose, yeah. that's it for you. Yeah. You're done. You, 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 your whole journey is gone. Yeah, so what was the whole point? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we went in there uh, and Specs uh, came in and helped me for that clash. You know what I mean? So I, I definitely rate that still. But before that, it was me by myself yeah. leading up to the clash, preparing and all that, and thinking I was going to have to deal with Black Reaction myself. You know, um, we gimmicks. Mm-hmm. We learned that from studying uh, Radigan yes. and Wagati yes. and then Monday. Yes. So we knew uh, that um, Blacks... Yeah. Mill name was George, right? yeah. you know what I mean. And then we were in jungle, yeah. So we played the George of the Jungle, <laughs> you know legendary yeah, yeah. move, yeah. You know and just ho- fuck up the place, yeah. Listen, they were right where you're sitting, mm-hmm. blacks and super K, and yeah. they said when you guys drop that, even they were. Dying with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. How, you know, and it comes to the survival thing again. Mm-hmm. How do you do something different? Yeah. How are you going to make a difference mm-hmm. versus the next? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, we use George of the Jungle on us in jungle. That's the most legendary part of that clash. <laughs> yeah. Period. Yeah. The George of the Jungle. Yeah. As I said, they were die. They said all of the men were dying with laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what if I mean? It, it, it mashed down the place, yeah. man. We came out of jungle with the trophy. Crazy. And I, you know I have I mean? the trophy I wore, man. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow, that was a big one there. Let's get to one other one. Mm-hmm. Since we're talking about reaction, mm-hmm. let's talk about their partner, Super Fresh. Mm-hmm. How did that one come up and what was the build up to that one there in the first place? Um, it's the same thing, but I think Super Fresh was more aggressive to it. You know, for what sure, I mean, they were sure. more, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> for sure. You know no I mean? questions asked. It's like we could not 
go around that whole encounter. There is yeah. no way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Two can exist without having, because the back and forth thing was going on far too long. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So at that point, you know, again, Super Fresh, Fresh had more songs than us, and we went into their turf down yes. our West St. Clair. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Um, that clash ended off with gunshot. So, okay, since you're sitting here, because I have them scheduled too. Mm-hmm. Who won that clash? It didn't finish. It didn't finish. No, it didn't finish. Technically, mm-hmm. it did not finish. Yeah. Because it ended off with, with gunshot. Yeah. At that point, they were leading, I would say, because okay. they were in their own turf. Yeah. Right? We were we were there too. It's not yeah. like they were beating us down. No, 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 no. Right? Um, but they might have had a little edge, but it did not finish because the gunshot mm-hmm. lights turned on and and you're in their turf. You know how they were back in the days. Uh-huh. The man them just take the trophy and say, yo, this is my trophy. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> what? I won. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? What are you going to do? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, it's not worth it. Yeah. So a lot of people would say, oh, they won the clash, but it did not finish. Yeah. It really, there was no clear decision no. to say. No, there was no... You know, last round or tune for tune or people, you know what I mean, who won the clash, there's nothing. No victory round One shot, like, turn on. <laughs> In the name of Jesus. Yeah, amen. People left. And then yeah. they took up the trophy and said, yo, yeah. give me that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what are you going to do? How come that clash never kept again? Since it ended on that note, how come you guys never clashed again one-on-one? Again, it, it wasn't something that we felt that we needed to do because yeah. we had so much things on our plate, mm-hmm. you know, from the radio, from juggling, from traveling. Yeah. It, it didn't seem like that would be a good business move at that yeah. point. Because you guys, that was one of you guys were very high in your career at that point mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it wasn't like we made decisions like, is it worth it or not? Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, for me, I. The pressure of clashing somebody because they want to clash, it doesn't work with me. Yeah. You want to clash me? Okay. You know what I mean? But is it worth it? Yeah. Is, is, is That's how I thought at that time. That's mm-hmm. how we thought, I should say. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, but we were doing a lot of things that took took up the time and more energy to deal with the clashing because it wasn't a full hundred thing where we're a clash zone. Yeah. We were never a clash zone. You're, I guess it's people, because you guys are good at it, mm-hmm. people kind of almost try to put you in that bracket you're as a class zone. And we were never a class zone, yeah. official class zone. I've heard you say that 10,000 yeah, times. Yeah. And it seems like a lot of times it falls on deaf ears, but I've heard you say that. Yeah, look, time if you look at this, again. look at this yeah. class flyer yeah. here. Yeah. Said, what does it say here? <laughs> Juggling. <laughs> See it? Yeah. We were never a class zone, yeah. man. It's just that clashing is just juggling with dubs. Yeah. And we can juggle. Yeah. So we just took that juggling skill and, and brought it Put into it the, in clash. the clash. And then it worked, and then here you are. Right. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's how that worked. Yeah. But we were never, per se, a clash sound, mm-hmm. regardless of what the imagery is now. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that was never the case. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there were so many things happening. It it, it just didn't materialize into Clash and really? Fresh again, one on one, you know? Because you guys met in couple dances, words here, words here, but it was never official one-on-one again. Mm. Let's duke it up. And, and you know what I mean? We spoke about it. Mm. I've had conversations with Six okay. about and people have approached me to do it. But for me, um, the clash thing is not my where I want to concentrate yeah. my energy on because mm-hmm. it was fine and lovely, you know, a certain time. But even when I, we did the, the rumble clash there, 
I turned on the, that clash at the beginning. Yeah. They had asked me to do it, and I said, nah. You know okay. what I mean? Because the energy to, 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 to prepare for that, and I had the family, and I have work, and... And then and I called them back. That. Yeah, and then yeah. I called them back and mm-hmm. said, you know what? I'll do it. Yeah. Because I had some points to prove to people. I remember. <laughs> you, you know, know what I mean? mean? So I'm never really a rah-rah clash person, per se. I like music and yeah. juggling. It's but just if one you way. have to go into it, you yeah, yeah, go yeah, in. Yeah. What is your biggest regret on King Turbo? What was a decision that you guys made as a collective that really put you in some in a situation that you really didn't like? Mm. That's like two questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, break break them down. Uh, I, I, uh, situation that we didn't like. There's many situations that mm-hmm. we made decisions that you know hindsight twenty twenty would have yeah. done it differently. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, but this is part of it, it created. The end product of who we are. Yeah. You know what I mean? So can I take it away or should I do things differently? I don't know. I don't think I would. Yeah. Um, maybe the only thing I'd probably do is uh, uh, went the the uh, uh, business route and okay. uh, trademark the, the and, you know, contract and everything that, you know, I do everything professional. Mm-hmm. So there's, cause when you have Olipa sh- chefs in the kitchen, you know what I mean? It's just like, Things people, start to get people left do, real yeah, quickly. People lose perspective of certain things, you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, it started from my vision and mm-hmm. then everybody else came on. Okay. But it was more like a family thing, you know what I mean? So everyone's cr- taking their energy, which they don't have to, mm-hmm. to um, take this vision and put it into reality. So okay. I wanted mm-hmm. that family atmosphere kind of thing, you know what I mean? But okay. so it go. Yeah. So just give us one situation where you made a decision where you said, you know what, at the end of the day, it wasn't, you don't think this was the right decision for us as a collective. Hmm. One. Yeah. Even, <laughs> to be honest, I can't even think of one right yeah. now, man. But I'm sure there is. Throughout I'm sure I'm journey. sure there's hundreds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but still you ended up here you are 30 years later. So clearly it couldn't have been that bad in the first place. No. Um some of them were bad, man. Yeah. I I, I just don't remember but so, some of them were you know they were pretty bad. Yeah. But again, that's just part of life and and growing, you know, mm-hmm. to to be here for such a long time and to be relevant. Yeah. You know, I look back on the good and the bad and realize they all intertwine mm-hmm. to create what, what it is now or what it was or what people think of the sounds, you know, and what we represent in terms of uh, Canada. Yeah. You know, so so it go, you know. Makes sense. Okay, this is, when I spoke to you earlier, I told you I wouldn't be 100% transparent Mm. if we didn't touch on this topic here. Mm. All right? We know King Turbo as Canada's, King Turbo isn't even a sound. Mm. King Turbo is an institution. Mm. But for a while, you guys been almost acting like a song. If you understand what I mean, you guys are like the, if we're going to say comparison just for argument's sake, the stone love of mm-hmm. Canada, where mm-hmm. people come in and say, you know what, this is part of the institution. You had mentioned that Specs wasn't really around for the Black Reaction Clash. So I guess that's when 
um, cracks in the system started to happen from then? Um, you know what it is? Uh, to, to, yes. Yeah. But, but what it is is um, everyone has their own vision. For sure. And, and um, as much as you would like people to be on the same page, reality is everyone argues and mm-hmm. everyone has their own vision. Mm-hmm. At that point, he had his own vision. Mm-hmm. Whatever that was, was to do his thing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, did it affect? Yes, it did. Mm-hmm. You know, but I respect the fact that he wants to do his own thing. For sure. You know what I mean? I can't hold somebody and say, don't do your own thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It doesn't make no sense. Um, but we have strong personalities. I'm more the laid back person in the group. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? If something's wrong, the airline comes to me to fix it. Yeah. Or comes to me to complain. <laughs> you, you know what <laughs> it I works. mean? Well, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. And I get tired mm-hmm. because I, I envision everyone being a leader in the sense of don't always come to me mm-hmm. make the decision you know what i mean yeah. i can't always be but 30 years of that is mm-hmm. tiring you know 100 percent. um but again it, it boils down to everyone has their own personality mm-hmm. and unfortunately uh we get older mm-hmm. and we see things differently and yeah. we don't agree Mm-hmm. on certain uh, uh, things. I don't agree on certain things with the rest of them on them, and I'm sure they feel the same way about me. For sure. You know what I mean? But the the, the, the I guess the thing is, because who we are, mm-hmm. that whole situation and scenario happens millions of times to other relationships of friends yeah. in the world. Mm-hmm. Because we are public, yeah. you see it, and it's more in the forefront. Mm-hmm. But that whole thing is nothing new in in the the, the life <laughs> and relationships and people people seven brothers seven different minds right. brothers and sisters are going to fight much less a group of friends that came together for one common goal right clearly we're not going to agree on everything everyone would love to see us be together and sing kumbaya mm-hmm. <laughs> and and ride into the sunset mm-hmm. and and you know have a flawless story of success mm-hmm. and but reality is all as well is that it's not it's not all uh, green grass and roses. You yeah, know what I mean? For sure. There's been conflicts and all that, and it's been a rocky road for a, a, a good part of the whole journey. Okay. But people can relate to the fact of uh, of the bad energy and the good energy, and as you said, relationships, um, different minds. It's mm-hmm. just people see the ups and downs of what we've done. And see our faults, yeah. And see our where we came from in the midst of the faults, mm-hmm. and and can relate to it, you know. Yeah. Um, and and respect us for what we've done, regardless of our mm-hmm. faults, because we have faults. Sense. Human beings, yeah. You know what I mean. You know? So, where did the issue start with Ricky? That's really seems to be the sticking point right now, because as you said earlier on in the story, is where. Specs and Ricky, they went to West Hill together, so they were probably. But they're not the same generation. Oh, they're not the same generation. They're a couple years apart. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so then Mm -hmm. it seems like from an outsider, a lot of the problems stemmed with Specs and Ricky, and then it seemed to be spill over more into the group after that. Uh, Everyone has strong personalities, man. Yeah. Okay. You know, they're not gonna agree. Everyone's pat. These guys are passionate. Mm -hmm. You know. 
so when when you when you're right you're strong right when yeah. you're wrong you're strong wrong you know what i mean strength is strength doesn't matter which way you're gonna yeah twist it. every man is passionate mm-hmm. the only my i let me go back mm-hmm. my regret yeah is not to be is not to be as i guess aggressive got you because if i was as aggressive because i mm-hmm. i dealt with things on a passive aggressive got way you. got you um and which did not work mm-hmm. in some sense you know what i mean because the monday does you know have their own willpower and mm-hmm. in certain things but yeah you know is it's just again these guys think differently yeah you know and some would say specs and ricky yeah mm-hmm. but me and specs had ricky and me we can't you know what i mean so everybody had their time where they're in conflict you know so in a in a perfect world yeah no we wouldn't have but yeah. you know what whatever conflict we had before we put it aside and we accomplished uh canada rumble yep we accomplished the first world clash mm-hmm. and we accomplished the second world clash this is what I wanted to ask you then. Do mm. you think, when I ask you regrets, that's why I ask you specifically, do you think winning World Clash was almost like a curse? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because if we had just won Rumble, yeah. I would have got my point proven. Yeah. My point was at the time when I was into Sound Clash board and all that kind of stuff, I'm not into that stuff now, yeah. but, um, you know, terrible King, you guys are not relevant. Yeah. And and when I hear and I shouldn't pay attention to what Sound Man Man talk. Yeah. But knowing the struggles that we've gone through, mm-hmm. and 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 the you know the different things, the barriers that we've broken for these guys to be here today and do what yeah. they're doing, it's a form of disrespect. For sure. You know what I mean? And so when I hear that, it boils my blood in the mm-hmm. sense of what. Because I'm not in the clash world and you don't really see me at clashes uh, because a different part of life now, you know what I mean? It does not take away what we've done. Mm -hmm. So, and then within the group, it was the different personalities. Mm -hmm. So we needed something to boost us and to prove a point to to the naysayers, you know what I mean? And for the people that knew who we, what we were about Mm -hmm. to say, I told you, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? Um, Because I did not, the last time I was involved in a clash was um, with the tag team clash prior to that. That was the one with King Eddie's and Mighty Crow? Mighty Crow. Yeah, I remember, I remember that. And then, you know, we tried to do the new you thing where we brought in um, Sharp and um, natural, natural. Yes, yeah. respect. Sorry, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And <clears throat> I'm giving my suggestions of what I think how it should well, for work. One hundred percent. But no, I'm just saying when we're preparing. Oh, okay. And everyone's trying to override what I'm saying. Like, I don't know what I'm talking about and that sort of thing. So I'm realizing mm-hmm. something here. Like, because I'm not part of the clash scene, yeah. people kind of think that my way of thought is kind of yeah. old and outdated. Yeah. Right? So, as I said, I, I at first I said, no, I'm not going to do this rumble thing. Then I said, okay, I'm, you know what? Mm-hmm. We'll do it. Yeah. Right? I don't care who we're clashing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's the mentality we came in. Then I rally up the troops and we yeah. did it. If we had just had won that. Yeah. I'd be good. 
go home. Okay, you see, I told you guys we could do this. Everything is good. But then remember, Rumble leads to world, to world cl- clash. World clash, right? And so, you know, the powers that be allowed us with years of preparation, not just for that clash, but this years of music preparation mm-hmm. allowed us to win the first of the two world clashes. Yeah. And that in itself was a manifestation of years of struggle. You know of what I mean? Course. Of people saying, you guys ain't going to amount to nothing. Mm-hmm. Kid Turbo, you yeah. think some music is going to put you anywhere? Yeah. You know what I mean? All this stuff, when we won that world clash, that's mm-hmm. holding that trophy right there was like, yeah. yes. Yeah. Not to say world clash is defining in the sense of who we are. Yeah, I do not consider world clash... Um, who King Turbo is. King it's Turbo just another to, journey in the whole journey. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it served its purpose for that time. You know what I mean? But w- along with winning World Clash comes the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What is good comes, you know, people start, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. a Canadian pride kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of... Um, you know, you believe in yourself and, you, and it manifests itself yeah. that way. And then the bad, you know what I mean? With, you know, if something bad is energy is manifesting, success sometimes bring it out. You know yeah. what I mean? Pushes it even further. Yeah, and yeah. make it more mm-hmm. manifest. You know what I mean? So even going into the second world clash, all that year was a struggle for me. Okay. Uh, at one point, I didn't even think I was going to do the second world clash. Okay. The way that things were running. Yeah, man. Yeah. Pure bad energy, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I had a talk with one or two of the man them still. Um, and they said, you know what? Do it. Mm-hmm. So I did it. We won. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. To me, after winning the second world clash, it was like, okay, I, I you know, I prove, we prove. Yeah. Okay. And it's nice and lovely. But I think it's time for somebody else to get some shine now. Okay. We were able to bring it, the World Clash, to Canada. Chin, you know, big up Chin, wasn't our decision, it was his decision. But the fact is that the Canadian people that have heard about World Clash for so many years and yeah. saw it in New York had the opportunity to see it here live. That's true because you guys were the first one. It's because of you guys winning. Right. Brought it to Canada. To Canada. Yeah. It inspired. Yeah enough songs to say you know what i want to do rumble now yeah right i want to do this i can be that mm-hmm. you know or fucking turbo yeah. me you know what i mean i'm gonna prove why right you know however you took our experience mm-hmm. however you manifested in yourself to get that inspiration to either beat us or do as good or better mm-hmm. it's all good yeah because our role as King Turbo in the industry goes, as you said, more than just being a sound system. It's mm-hmm. an inspiration to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people are inspired to, in regards to seeing our story and where we of came course. from, Malvern, and mm-hmm. reached to that level. You know what I mean? So I understand our role. And to me, I think, okay, it goes beyond us. Somebody else needs to get a shine. Yeah. There, there's other wicked songs out of there now. You know, let somebody else get the tour. Because yeah. not only us work, yeah. have been working hard. All these songs have been working hard too. I'm not selfish that way. There. You know what I mean? Makes but sense. I do understand in order for them to get that, they have to beat us. <laughs> you know? You have to pass through me. 
Yeah, okay. you know, but really and truly, after winning the second one, I wasn't really into doing another one. Yeah. How many times am I going to do it? The same thing over and over. And that's where everything basically switched. Because I'm going to be 100% transparent mm. and honest with you here on this podcast. You see, when you guys went to go clash, when they announced uh, King Turbo and Rootsman, and that's clash. That's when everything basically, it seemed like that's when everything hit a boiling point mm. and everything went out of whack for you guys. And mm. they said, okay, we've seen the boards, we've seen the messages, okay. Then that night was you and Dicer showed up. Mm. The whispers in the crowd, everybody's saying, where's Ricky, where's Ricky, where's Ricky, where's Ricky? Okay, you guys got through that one there. Rootsman wonder wonder. Okay, cool. The street said now, okay, Ricky didn't show up. So you're not going to come to World Clash by yourself and give it to you. Our plans as a street was to make sure by any means necessary, King Turbo's gone first round. Because it's now, if Ricky had won, he would have proved his point that, listen, I could do this on my own without the rest of the team. And at that point, we weren't trying to have that. But you see, that's the thing, though. You know what I mean? It's not about egos and 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 all that kind of stuff that i've i've never believed in no individual should have any rise over any man jamming or fatal or every man has done everything has done something has dedicated their time for sure in the song to make the song where it is regardless if it's a small role or or a bigger role it doesn't matter mm -hmm. it doesn't matter that i created the song yeah the fact that it's like Every man contributed. So every man's important. So Just no, as important. No, as a team. Mm -hmm. I believe in team. Mm -hmm. I don't believe in one individual saying that they're this and that and the other. Mm -hmm. It's not um, Smokey Robinson and the Miracles yeah. or, or, or Diana Ross <laughs> yeah. and the Supremes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's one collective. Yes, it's and the Supremes. It's the Miracles. So when I see World Clash Flyer, Rick, Ricky's photos, big like this, and then we're like lined up behind yeah. him or it's a chin. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you when you you doing Mighty Crown, you all them mm -hmm. line up proper. You know what I mean? You, you might look at it like a little thing or I'm nitpicking, but I take that seriously because it's a collective. Yeah. It, it's not one man. And you could understand, especially you being on the inside, you could understand the dynamics mm. that will bring to the crew. Mm. You know what I mean? Where okay, it seems like the streets are saying this person. But it's all of us because this person alone can't go out and do it. It takes all of us to get exactly, man. Yeah, no, everyone is just an instrument in a well-oiled machine. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If it wasn't for specs, we wouldn't reach this point. If it wasn't for jamming, doing certain things, we wouldn't reach this. If it wasn't for a, a tool, we if it wasn't for a cess, you know what I mean? Fatal. Every man had a role. Mm -hmm. Suspense, uh, droopy. Mm -hmm. Every man has sacrificed something. Ricky has sacrificed. I have sacrificed. It's not no one man thing. For sure. You know what I mean? And I, I will forever say a team effort mm -hmm. versus one man thing because a lot of people out there only really knew about us because of World Clash. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, the, and that kind of thing. So they don't understand how it started. Yeah. And realize it's a team. If you don't like me, you might say, oh, well, forget him. This person is the man. Mm -hmm. Or if you don't like Ricky or you don't like Specs, you'd side with the next man. I don't care for that kind of stuff, man. Yeah. Because it's a team. Yeah. There's no I in right. team. There's it's only a team us that has brought team. us to this point. No one man. 
mm-hmm. has brought us to this point. A team, a collective of people that mm-hmm. had the same vision mm-hmm. has brought us to this point. Yeah. And, and that's how it is, right? So if someone says anything different, psh, yeah, <laughs> different story. And I get you, you know what I mean? And I totally understand that. So moving forward, mm. what's next for King Turbo right now? What could we see the song? Where's the song? What's the direction that the sound is taking right now? Well, like, I mean, it's never, it never stops, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It never stops. Um we just need to, uh, first of all, sit down mm-hmm. and restart. Okay. That, in my opinion, that needs to happen. You know what I mean? And I could 100% man-to-man, bridging-to-bridging, agree with you 10,000%. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's almost like seeing, grew up with Michael Jackson, seeing him at the pinnacle, mm-hmm. and then seeing all these allegations come and start tearing him down. This is your hero. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To see your hero almost fall from grace, it's like, Mike, could you do something? Push the reset button. Mm-hmm. We're here for you. Mm-hmm. Just push that button, realize there's a problem, and fix it, and let's go. And at the same time, you, you can't really, you can't, if someone doesn't want to change, you yeah. can't change them. You have to leave them be in a certain way. You know what I mean? But I really honestly feel like it's a collective. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, yes, we won World Clash and all that. Um, you know, it's great, but that's not the the rest of the story. Yeah. There's like, I mean, I'm doing production now. I, I took a time off from production. Okay. So I'm back in the studios doing work. Um, look out for some of the stuff coming out. Okay. Um, you know, uh, a lot of things that is away from the sound playing music per yeah. se is what I'm really focused on. But anything that involves the sound, mm-hmm. people link me to. Like, I mean, when I play, it's, it's not like a yell, scream thing. It's more educational, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, for sure, because that's your vibe. Right. And I mean, you like to know the root right. of what you're playing. Mm-hmm. And everybody, you can see it flies. Everybody's playing here and there and everywhere, you know what I mean? So it's still going on. Cause we did this rock thing last night. Oh. One of these days, yeah. so it was pure rock music. Yeah. <laughs> so it was me and starting from scratch, and we we're playing pure rock music. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and people from all walks of life were there. You know, mm-hmm. so those are things that I'm on right now. As for the song, um, I think the reset button needs to be set, and okay. then every man talk up and do what and and big man thing. You know what yeah. I mean? And because again. We're, we're considered an institution. It's not like... Of course, it's not a sound boss. It's no, not a no. sound. And you can't, you can't imagery bringing yourself down or make people... It's bad enough that there are people on the outside try to bring you down. You can't be on the inside and I bring people down. You know what I mean? It doesn't make any sense. It don't make no sense, you know? You know what? I love your honesty shot. As mm. I told you, we'll be talking, mm. but we're not going to get too crazy because the legacy is bigger than this. This one issue... That's happening around this house mm-hmm. right now. You have thirty years of legacy. Yeah, man. You thirty years, I mean? man. Thirty, 30 years. years. Thirty years I of Buckley Note, BSIDC when we clashed BSIDC in Montreal, and we took that clash. It was with Squinji and Mark. Mm-hmm. We took it from them, and it was us BSIDC, Little Thunder, and um, Rebel Tone. Yeah, and we took it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then they came back. 
and took it from us in Toronto. Because, but but you're, you're, you're forgetting a part. Remember, you guys were the first ones to actually cut the Marcia Griffiths and Baba and the, was it Marcia Griffiths uh, and Baba? Bar- Bears, Bears. Marcia and Bears together. Yeah, yeah. And then remember, it was either the week after or the next night after, they came and played it first round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, <laughs> I'll tell you about that one. Like, yeah. I mean, we went to uh, Bears and Marcia was here in Toronto. At that time, there was no, you know, you, you cut the artists together. Yeah. You know, so um, Bears and Marcia were here. We'd never had a Bear Salmon dub before. Okay. Never had a Bear Salmon. Yeah. Uh, Specs had in on Marcia. Marcia said, yeah, you know, come to Montreal and we'll get it done. Yeah. They didn't think we we're going to come from Toronto yeah. to Montreal <laughs> the next day. So me, Specs, and Jamin just drove to Montreal and we waited. We waited. We waited. They had their show. Yeah. They didn't voice that night. In the morning, just before they go on their tour bus, Specs Link, Marcia, Marcia, make it happen. And then we got that dub. And then we played it on um, um, Bass Odyssey and and the rest of them in Montreal. Mm -hmm. And Squingy said to us, "Um, you know what? There's no dubs that you guys should have that we can't play. You know what I'm saying? That's what he said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he got Father Keith to um, cut the tune. The the very next clash we did like a week or two after the yeah. Montreal, the man just beat off the chewing. First row. Beat. <laughs> I was wow. like, oh my gosh. Wow. The man just beat off the bear. I didn't think he's going to get it like that, yeah. man. The man <laughs> just let me live. You know what I mean? The the, one, the thing we were holding ready to go, oh, the man just beat off that and, and, and tell us to go full up. Wow. You know what I mean? <laughs> I remember he kicked out the roof that night there yeah, man. the banquet hall. Yeah, I man. remember that night. You got some kick in Montreal, though. Yeah, but I remember. You got some beating in Montreal. You know what I mean? But, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's the game. It's the game. It's you know? the game. I have a round called Rapid Facts. But before I get to Rapid Facts, mm. there's one question I want to ask you. Name your three favorite dubs in your box. And why? Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> wow, my three favorite dubs. Your three favorite dubs and why? <sighs> okay, uh, Dennis Brown, Leroy Siblis. Okay, why? Um, it's just the whole atmosphere and getting that dub. It was it was um, it was just uh, one of those moments, you know, that just imprinted my mind in Ron Nelson's studio. Spear smoke. Okay. And I mean, Leroy Sibley's came with, the, with just for us. Yeah. Um, and Red Flame was there as well. Okay. Red Flame wanted to get a Leroy Sibley's Dennis Brown dub and Leroy Sibley's just told him no, you know what I mean? He, I just what? came for King Turbo. Yeah, man. Yeah. And then he left. But, and when we were mixing that dub, yeah. Um, uh, Dennis Brown was laying down in the, the couch at the back. Yeah. So he was listening to us do the reverb and EQ in and all yeah. that. And he was, and then when he heard something, he's like, "Yeah, man, yeah, man." Yeah. So he was listening. Yeah. But he was laying down. But he was listening and he was amazing. interacting. So it was just the whole experience. Yeah, with that's that one. amazing. That's big. Mm-hmm. Um, another one would be, hmm, <laughs> <laughs> Luciano on doing the acoustic guitar. Yeah. Uh, it's me again, Ja. Mm-hmm. That was done in our, our studio. Okay. Yeah, voiced it up at our studio. Um, even that experience, the lights were dim. Those, the pot light, those beer smoke, a yeah. beam off the pot light. <laughs> the lights were dim. You just saw Luciano, just a, a silhouette Luciano with his guitar, yeah. the man them inside the booth. And he just played, his, he just played so beautiful, man. Yeah. It's just like, wow. That was just a magical yeah, moment right there. Sure. You know what I mean? The man 
So a couple of them on them, I think, even shed tears. Well, for sure. It was just that energy. Yeah. You can't get that the, energy. Yeah, the soulfulness of that whole mm-hmm. experience. You know what I mean? Um, my third. Mm-hmm. Uh, third, third, third. Boy, I'm going to know what's that. Um, mm. I would have to give that to Smith and Wesson. Okay. I, if I was just to do this right at the top of my head, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sure if I went home and thought about it, I'd say something <laughs> different. You know what I mean? Why does Smith and Wesson? Um, because I, I guess the effect that it created when we first got it. Yeah. Um, when we got Smith and Wesson, it was like when they were just co- out. You know what I mean? So uh-huh. we were voicing hip hop dubs before sounds really voice hip hop dubs. Crazy. You know what I mean? Um, with exception with like, you know, the Addis and thing. But yeah. we kind of, Canada-wise, mm-hmm. we're the ones doing the hip-hop dubs. You know what For I mean? Sure. And just to see that vision manifest when we did the tag team clash with um, with us and Studio Mix yep. versus Mighty Crown and... Um, King Addis. King Addis. And when that dub played, man. <laughs> oh, my God. That, you know what? Now you said it. That right there shook Mighty Crown's entire hip-hop round they yeah. couldn't they came and i think they came in and tried to play again and the people them were not receptive yeah, yeah. to those dubs at all yeah that that dub when that dropped that night mm-hmm. and it's on youtube too mm-hmm. but it, like being in that place and yeah, when that dub dropped mm-hmm. I've, that was <laughs> one of the biggest flowers i've ever seen person yeah. And even experience mm-hmm. you know what i mean just the whole energy led up to that yeah. and even with that dub um I had set out the rounds for the man them to play. Yes, I remember. And then Ron came to me and said, you guys have like something like 50 seconds or 20 seconds or something like that. In my ears, I wasn't watching the clock. And I turned around, looked at the clock and I said, Specs, yes, Smith and Wesson, them know. You know what I mean? (laughs) 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 And then when it beat, even when the song stopped, the whole crowd, Mm -hmm. the chorus just echo out you know it was just crazy so i would say smith and weston just yeah. for the experience you know did you guys actually voice that up here or you guys voiced that in the we States? voiced that here it was here mm-hmm. how did you guys even decide to voice a smith and weston it's just we would grow up on hip-hop man you know yeah dubs yeah if i can get you know we got special ed on the like uh-huh. um you know if whoever we can get i was mm-hmm. trying to get buster rhymes when he just came out with uh um yeah uh-huh okay you know what I mean? We're yeah. on it. You know yeah. what I mean? So, because we grew up on hip hop, so we mm-hmm. appreciate that. And the mm-hmm. fact is that not everyone had it. How yeah. do we get one up on the next? Everybody else. Yeah. It was always thinking. Yeah. And I mean, how could we fix them up? Yeah. You know fix what I mean? Up their so, business. okay, we don't have as much dubs as this person, but we have this. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just that thought and the fact that we respected hip hop and grew up on that. You know? Yeah. That's crazy. Shot mm. amazing stories. This mm. round here is called Rapid Facts Round. Mm. I'm going to ask you some quick questions. You just spit out an answer quickly. <laughs> I will keep it. Mo- it's nothing crazy. Trust me. When you get into <laughs> it, you'll understand. All right? All right. What's the wallpaper on your phone? The what? Wallpaper. Just regular wallpaper. Regular. All right. Yeah. I figured. <laughs> <laughs> what was the last thing you Googled? The last thing I Googled. Um, last thing I Googled was... Uh, Ken Curry. All right. Good. Fast food or home cooking? Home cooking. All right. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Are you a cooker or a cleaner? Both. You're both. If you had to choose one, 
cooker or cleaner? Oh, um, probably cook. Cook, all right. Mm. When it comes to reggae music, what do you prefer, dance hall or lover's rock? Lover's rock. Lover's rock. I figured you'd say that. Mm. Okay, who's the last person you called or text? Um, the last person I called or text was you. All right. <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> okay, where was the last place you've been on vacation? Uh, the last place I've been on vacation. That means excluding from sound. Yeah, you said you packed up either you and your uh, family, you by yourself uh, or whatever. Dominican Republic. All right, that's a big one. Mm. Okay, what is your hobby? Uh, read. Read? Very smart. What kind of stuff you like to read? Everything. More, more. Um, like, uh, uh, for example, um, history and stuff. N- nonfiction, like facts. I yeah. like, I like facts. Yeah, you've you've always struck me as that type of person. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? You like to know the history of something, so it's all facts. Yeah, you facts. Know what I mean? From from I was small, I used yeah. to like go into the library like when I was small and go into the rock and roll yeah. music area and just read on the history of rock and roll okay. like when I was 10, 11. You know what I mean? So that's my thing. You know. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. What song, what was the last song playing in your car? The last song playing in my car was uh, uh, Thank You Next. Good. Or Next to Next or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When it comes to food, what do you prefer? Curry goat or oxtail? Curry goat. There you go. Big one. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's your favorite song of all time? Wow. <laughs> ah, uh, song of all time. Of all time. Man, I don't have one, man. Every song is important to me in a certain way. I can't. There, there has to be a song that just hits you a certain way. But different songs hit me certain ways, man. Like I can, I can. There's one point where Trey Song's moments hit me in a way. Or yeah. Bitty McLean, um, you know, a walk away from love. Or yeah. I can go into um, Lovely Day. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I can go into like Ace. How long has this been going on? Yeah. Or maybe ACDC. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like certain songs hit me a certain <laughs> way, man. Bob Marley, whatever, yeah. you know? So okay, I, I so can't really answer that. How about this? Who's your favorite artist of all time? Bob Marley. Okay. You see, that was much easier. Yeah. One word or phrase you say too much? I don't know if it's a word or a phrase, but... Uh, <laughs> if you know shot that's really shot right here 100 percent. that one i got you i got you okay are you an early bird or a late owl early bird early bird yeah okay last one here when it comes to social media what is your favorite platform and why oh uh, okay i'm my favorite platform would be hmm if I had to pick, I would mm-hmm. say maybe Instagram. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Uh, it's more, I think it's more user-friendly yeah. for me. Makes sense. For me. There was one last one here. I thought that was last, but this is the last one. Mm. What did you want to be when you were growing up? Uh, what did, when I was growing up, there were different stages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I wanted to be an architect okay. at one point, and then uh, when I, I wanted to be uh, uh, a professional DJ. Okay. Yeah. Which you accomplished. To some extent, yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's got, it. got the fame. Yeah. I got the fame. <laughs> yes. I got the fame of that part. Yeah. 
<laughs> I got you. That's the end of our rapid from rapid facts round. Yeah. This brings us down to now. The floor is yours. Anything you want to say, anybody you want to big up, anything, anything, the floor is 100% yours, Shaq. Um, well, I, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know, just again, you know, thank you to everyone that supported the sound, you know. Uh, it's been 30 years um, on on the road. It's been amazing. Uh, some ups, some downs. Um, but the fact that it's it's the fans that has kept us going and I and I say that 150%. Sometimes when you I feel like okay, you know what? I'm going to stop this. Yeah. It's it's the people coming up to me and, and saying, you know, how they appreciate what we've done and what we stand for, you know? Mm-hmm. Um so big up everybody, you know what I mean? Um you know, it is what it is. At the end of the day, uh, we've been doing it for quite some time and you know, it's all love, you mm-hmm. know? That's it question before i get you out of here how mm. did you even get your name slingshot um i had a slingshot hmm? i had a slingshot yeah, yeah. <laughs> just that simple yeah yeah I had a what slingshot. was your name before slingshot um popadi popadi yeah that's my that was my dj name yeah you know, so phenomena one phenomena two phenomena three alisa you know what i mean but popadi you know what i mean that kind of thing so but you know as i kind of find found myself um i just took the name slingshot because that's what i had on me all the time you know what i mean so makes sense you know what one of these days i want to hear that first dub too you still have that first dub uh (laughs) (laughs) i I must have it somewhere man i must have it because i played it on the morning ride one time okay yeah Yeah. and embarrassed um gary (laughs) you know what i mean but i i I should have it i have like i mean we have so many dub box i don't have all the dub boxes with i don't have them but i have dats i have that's I have I sometimes I listen to songs that I totally forgot about we have so many tunes now that's a curse yeah (laughs) having so many tunes because when we didn't have as many tunes we knew to concentrate on this batch yeah but when you have so many tunes now it's just like where do do you go you know what do I do do I try something out or do I you know what works people Mm want to hear you know I mean it's just crazy yeah but um yeah so it goes still that's how I got my name you know yeah Shut amazing, amazing, amazing <laughs> podcast. Big uh, respect, boss. man. Thank you so very much for coming through. Mm. We've learned a lot. Mm. A lot. I thought you were gonna ask me about song like different songs in the in Canada and the history of the song system and Jamaican culture from sixties up. There's we're gonna get there, you know. This is you can't <laughs> cover thirty years of what's in your head in one podcast. Right, we gotta right. do this over and over again. It's all you good, know what yeah, I mean? It's all good. Big boss, amazing. Respect. Man. You know what I mean? Ladies and gentlemen, this is Muscle for another Two Line Music Huts Entertainment Report podcast, and we are out. This podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusichut.com.